And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble, guys. I'm your host, as always, Nick Zamet, joined by my two esteemed co-hosts. What's going on, guys? It's Liam here. Yeah, g'day, guys. It's right here. How are we going? Esteemed we are, aren't we? Esteemed. I was um, pretty surprised to hear that, but um, I'll take it. Oh. Chuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm honoured. Excellent. Guys, we've got another big episode in store today. Uh, we're going to quickly recap a couple of odds and ends from, I guess, around the league throughout the week. And then we're going to move straight into our mailbag. Uh, we had a lot of questions sent in, so we thank each and every one of you who did send send in a question to us. Mm. We look forward to uh, answering that with the appropriate gusto shortly. Yes, sir. Before we get into the show, though, a uh, big thank you to all of our listeners. We've, uh, I guess, bran- we've had a big week, haven't we? We've uh, big week. We've now branched out, uh, I guess, exponential growth to the US and Canada. Um, yep. Those fans we are slightly envious of at the minute because we are freezing our absolute bollockses off down here in Tassie <laughs> at the minute while you guys are in the midst of summer. Rioting, but... What? They're rioting, so I'm not too envious of them, but... Yeah, well, no. There's some things you... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. In in terms of the weather, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for all of our new listeners. Thank you for all the support on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok... And in, I guess, exciting news, we're now on Twitter. Which it's a long can, time coming for the Twitter account, I think. We are ready and prepared to tackle any and all social media platforms, and this will be our latest uh, conquest. Chuck out the handles. The Daily Dribble 23 for most of them, and then <laughs> it's the Daily Dribble without the A4 for Twitter. It's a little bit funky, We've but you'll find it under the, the Daily Dribble. We've made it simple for you, safe yeah. to say. Absolutely, that's what we're all about. Simplicity here. Uh, I think that's all the housekeeping done. So let's get into a couple of quick odds and ends, fellas. Yep, kick us off. Now, as reported by Shams, uh, the NBA Players Association believes there won't be any fans for the entirety of the 2021 season. Hmm. Now, Shams is a super reliable source as well. So Indeed. This one came as a pretty big shock to me. I kind of thought, well, it's hard for us because... I think we spoke about last week. It feels as though we're well. We are certainly flattening the curve here in Australia. Yeah. Um, and I know the state we live in, Tasmania, we've got no um, active cases at the minute. I don't think we've had a case in about a month. Twenty-eight days or something. Yeah. So I guess we kind of forget that it is still running rampant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact no fans at all for the the I guess twenty twenty one season is pretty. Mm. Um, Shocking. It is shocking, and that's probably the best word for it. Well, it's either no fans or it's two or three seats between everyone else, yep. and it's just not the same. So I'd rather see n- no fans, to be honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a hundred or zero, isn't it? Yeah. It's mm. all or nothing. Yep. yep. And so that one came out during the week. As well, I just want to give a little shout-out to our man. Uh, I know we're all big fans of him, but Joel Embiid of yeah. the 76ers, after nine years... In the United States of America, he's finally acquired his driving license. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, Jeez um, a big shout out from the Daily Dribble team there for Joel. Surely he'd need a sunroof. Surely. Yeah, he's not fitting he, into a normal car, is he? He's not, is he? No. It's um, well done to him, though. Hopefully mm. he can translate that success off the court to back on the court when the season resumes. Yes. Um, did you guys hear this? Um, I heard that the NBA players will be wearing a smart ring at Disney, which is apparently capable of predicting COVID-19 symptoms up to three days in advance with uh, 90% accuracy. How's that work? I'm not sure how that actually works. It, it measures um, body temperature um, and respiratory functions and also heart rate. 
Some pretty okay. high tech um, gadgets there. Mm. I I don't know how I feel about this, and I know we've kind of got a couple of questions coming up relating to um, reporting incidents and tracking uh, the coronavirus situation in the bubble. But yeah. yeah, I don't know if I like the idea of this. It's a bit odd. I'm not really opposed to it. I don't really care for it. I just thought it was a cool um, piece of news they put out. Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, the players will be after a different ring, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. Point. Uh, in other news, <laughs> <laughs> can I just note that Roe patted himself on the back after that <laughs> remark? No, you've, you've done well. Credit where credit's due, as they say. You're on fire early, Roe. We like it. Thanks. Push Nick. on. Uh, in other news, Kevin Garnett believes that Andrew Wiggins has the potential to win an MVP award one day. Uh, and this yeah, uh, yeah. this kind of coincides. There, there was a video that came out the other day of uh, Wiggins in the gym. I think it was 18 consecutive threes he knocked down. Mm. It was in and around that mark. But uh, I guess the question here is, do you think he's any chance? Well, we were talking about last week, weren't we? Um, is Ben Simmons any chance? And in my book, I put Ben Simmons... You know, a mile ahead of Andrew Wiggins mm. in progression, and he's been in the league for a shorter time. And even then, we we're still like, oh, I'm not actually sure if Ben Simmons will yeah. will win an MVP. I think um, Andrew Wiggins is a is a good player. He's not a great player, and I don't think he's capable of winning an MVP. Happy to be proven wrong, um, but there's a lot of other good young up and coming players in the league, and I think I think he's just not going to be there about. No. Um, going forward in the MVP race. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I don't think he's certainly lived up to his expectations so far. Mm. Still plenty of time to prove that wrong, and now he's, I guess, supported by an all-star caliber cast. Mm. Yep. But I think it is highly unlikely as well that he will mm. reach, I guess, these expectations. Yeah. Other news as well. As a Lakers fan, this comes as positive news for myself. There you go. But uh, sources say there is no divide between... Uh, well, Dwight and Avery Bradley, and yeah. the rest of the Lakers team. So but Avery Bradley's because I was hearing different um, sources that were saying he was a bit less clear about if he was going to play or not. Yeah, no, I guess. But in that, so I guess my um, point there is that um, whether he plays or whether he doesn't, and likewise with Dwight, um, mm. there's going to be no ill feelings from the rest of the squad. Oh, okay. So. It's kind of nice, I guess, going into next year. Should they, should the team remain the same, hypothetically? Yeah. Um, that there won't be any ill blood at the moment. How about this? And I know Lee, Lee will be pleased to hear this news. One, it's one thing if it actually happens, but um, apparently John Wall has been um, lobbying quite hard um, to get the Washington Wizards to sign Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. That would be a huge step in retaining Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, having that other scoring option, the big body to to protect him. Because um, the big body at the minute, Thomas Bryant, isn't it? He's probably as good Bryant's, as he is, he's not yeah. quite at the level. Rui's uh, up there. I yeah, think he might up. not be starting. But, but if you put Cousins in that with Wall, Bill, yeah. Bertans, Hachimura, you're starting to get a pretty decent core. I don't know if you guys would agree, particularly given DeMarcus Cousins has been hampered with injuries over the last few years, but I still see him um, as being capable of been an all-star yeah. and particularly in the east um oh. there won't be a hell of a lot of other um or there won't be as much competition as in the west i mm. guess um for spots i think he's still capable of averaging maybe 17 18 points and 11 rebounds or thereabouts i just think he's been absolutely riddled with injuries mm. um i want to clip this moment of the podcast this is a huge call from you mm. bro he's so potential to be an all-star i think so yeah. i think he's got I the quite potential. like that yeah if, he's, he's still in young east, in, the, in east. the east yeah certainly if, if boogie went to washington i would say washington maybe as someone like uh portland trailblazers do you think, I guess, if they retain the core they've got at the minute, John Wall returns to, I guess, 50 to 75% of the player he was? Yeah. Do you see them pushing for potentially... Oh, no, they're not going to get home court advantage in the East, but they'd be no. in and around that fifth, sixth seed, maybe? That would be ideal. They're that'd, certainly better than the Magic. That'd yeah. definitely be <laughs> yes. a contender, without a doubt. I'd say if Boogie was up there and um, John Wall... Is coming back, so I'd say between eight and five 
Um, Exciting times as a Wizard fan, Lee. Wizards fan, yep. I'm excited for that. Um, just quickly, I guess you can't not ruin the segue I had there, right? Yeah, um, But going back to, I guess, players playing or not playing, mm. um, another little gem here from Shams. Players must have notified um, if they're playing or not by the 24th of June. That's four days. So a couple of days away, doesn't leave much time, and um, I guess we'll finally have a better picture of who is playing and who is not in Orlando. Realistically, do you reckon there will be many players who say, I'm not coming along for the ride? Uh, We'll get into this a little bit more in our mailbag section. I had the U'anazen. Um, but I think there'll be a few who don't. Late. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. Uh, did you fellas have anything else? I'm all done. No, that's about it. Let's hop into the into the sack. <laughs> Let's do it. What's in the mailbag sack? Beautiful. So, yeah, before we get into it, like I said before, just a big, big thank you to everyone that sent in our questions. We do sincerely appreciate it. Um, I know we've all been looking forward to doing another mailbag section. I think our last one might have been Christmas. So it's yep. been a little while, but... Um, gosh, has it been Christmas? That's six months ago. It's I been... think it was. Well, no, we... no, we did it one in between. It was like four months ago still. Safe to say that our sack's grown bigger over the last six <laughs> months. So bloody... let's get into it. We can only hope so. <laughs> Got to unload some of this. Oh, stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Hey, the sack's full. we got to get... Oh, all right, let's unload it then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, get your mind out of the gutter. First, first question. First question comes from Adam Taylor. Um, on Instagram is Adam Taylor MBA. Uh, he's a writer and podcast host for Celtics blog, SB Nation, and just doing huge things at the minute in the media, NBA media mm. uh, world. Just before we, I guess, get on to his question, just like to say a huge, huge thank you. Yep. Um, during the week, he's been phenomenal. Um, just in the guidance he's provided to us as a relatively new podcast, mm. uh, podcast should I say, uh, he's like the the knowledge and insight he's provided as an established writer, podcast host has yep. been second to none. And just how, I guess, approachable and the knowledge he possesses is. Um, we are. If you're listening, Adam, we are truly thankful. And Absolutely. yeah, look forward to uh, picking your brain a little bit more soon. I'd call him a good friend of the podcast, good friend of ours. He, cer- he certainly is. Once more, plug his blog and his uh, podcast again. So Adam Taylor, MBA. No uh, spaces. No spaces there on Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you, you can find him at Celtics blog, SB Nation. Good Celtics, man. I love that. <laughs> Give it a rest. <laughs> but um, we'll move on to his question. So Adam asks, which team has the most impactful sixth man? Who's going to kick us off? I, I'm prepared to kick us off here. Go ahead. Now, I've, I've gone with OKC and, and Dennis Schroeder. Mm, good one. Now, purely, when Adam asked this, he said, you know, look at offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've leaned, I guess, on the offense side of things. This season, uh, Schroeder's been playing 31 minutes as a, as a bench player, yep. averaging 19 points, a tick over three and a half rebounds and a tick over four assists. Mm. Uh, his three-point shot's gone up to 38%. And I think he's a big reason as to why the Thunder are able, I guess, to stay in the game and, I guess, maintain the pace they're on with their second unit yep. um, when the starters go off. Mm. And just, it would have been, I guess, hard for him. He left Atlanta as, I guess to a certain extent, the leading man yeah, yeah. has had to accept a backseat role now with the Thunder, and I think he like he's he's well on track. I guess it's between him him and uh, Lou Williams is always up there, sixth mm. man of the year. But I think Schroeder is probably my pick, yeah. and I think he is a huge factor as to why OKC have done so well this year. Yeah, yeah. well, I want to just unpack this question a bit. If the question was which team has the best sixth man, I would have gone with. Lou Williams. Yep. Um, but it's who has the most impactful sixth man. And I've put in Dennis Schroeder as well um, with a runner-up of um, Dwight Howard. I feel like the stats might not say it, but he does add a lot um, to that team. A lot of energy. Um, yeah, chemistry-wise and also on the court. Yeah. Schroeder. Schroeder gets, and gets Dwight. Gets the nod. Yeah, for yeah. you, right? Look, like I don't want to. I don't want this to become all too predictable. But when you Lee's right, Adams asked, "Who's the most impactful sixth man?" So I guess we need to think. Once the starters go off, 
which player is going to come on and have the have the biggest influence on their on their team. Yeah. Um, and it has to be Dennis Schroeder. I think at the moment he's pretty short odds to win the six man of the year, and you can definitely see why. Um, but then even like players like Montrez Harrell for the for the energy and um, it's hard with him and Lou because in the I guess in the voting. As much as lose one, it they kind of take votes off one another to an extent. Yeah, um, yeah, they do. But yeah, there we go. I was surprised with that across the board. We're all on board with Dennis Schroeder. I'm is also, there any, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was about to say, is there any names that we've been um, we've sort of overlooked a yeah, bit? This is what I was going to say. I'm chucking my man Bertans in the mix as well. He's 100%. a big, um, big factor. Um, over at Washington, yep, um, which leads to a couple of their wins. And I guess with that one with Bertans, as I said, Adam mentioned the fact taking defense and yeah. offense into consideration. Washington have no defense, no. so mm. um, they are solely reliant on offense. And yeah, as you said, Lee Bertans with his three point ability is a huge threat for them. Yeah. And just being able to space the floor really helps. I know uh, D Rose had a, had sort of got back into that starting role for the Pistons, but I think when he was coming off the bench as that six man role, he was providing a bit um, for that woeful yeah. Detroit side. Um, if they had a bit more quality, and he could play as a six man. It'd be it'd be brilliant for them. Like it would be wicked to have a player of his, I guess, skills and. Quality come off the bench. He just brings so much stability when he's on the court, but unfortunately, as you said, he doesn't have the, you know, pieces to to assist him. So. Did you say pizzas? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I said pizzas. Um, Good pizza, though. Yeah, a bit hungry, but um, yeah, he's another one who sort of stands out to me. Brilliant. Good one. Thanks, uh, great Adam. question. Cheers, Adam. Yeah. We'll move ahead to the on Instagram the MVP podcast. Make sure to check them out, guys. Um, and they ask. What do you make of the anonymous hotline for violations at the NBA camp in Orlando? Before we answer this, I'll tie this in with another question we had so we can kind of encompass both of these yeah. questions in our answer. And our, our friends over at the B&B pod ask, or, or here's their message, should I say. They said, hey, Daily Dribble Squad, um, now that the NBA is implementing a new snitch hotline, a new hotline bling, should I say, oh, what situation? <laughs> what situations are you most excited to see? Pick who is doing the snitching and who is getting told on. Keep up the great work, guys. I oh, appreciate that. Should, yeah, should we start? I have two names. Cheers, guys. I have two names. Who's snitching? Who's getting snitched on? Yeah, Shall let's I? do that. Because that's okay, where I'm mine, at as well. Chris Pohl is snitching on everyone. Oh, <laughs> man. That's what I had as well. Yeah. And yeah. the person getting snitched on, um, due to recent events, I'd say is James Harden. He's sneaking out to the strip club and probably spending an, another meal. There you go. Yeah, well, I, I can't believe that. You and I both had Chris Paul. He is a snitch. Remember when he called out someone for not having their shirt tucked in? Like, yeah. Come on, CP. And the fact that he's okay, so you're doing all right. They're like yeah. dark horse contenders. He'd want to knock out some competition. Um, president of the Players Association would want to set a good example. Mm. But I've, uh, I think he'll be snitching on a couple of other players. And their names... Go ahead. Brooke and Robin Lopez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Huge. They're notorious Disney fans. So I could just see them, uh, you know, getting carried away, getting into some mischief. Yeah. And they're big enough that they're easy enough to spot. So I yeah. think uh, they'd be dobbed on pretty quickly. Good one. Um, I think the person who's going to be doing the snitching is none other than... Daddy's boy Austin Rivers. <laughs> I think Daddy's he's. Boy. I think he's. Um, I think he's the type of kid who, in school, um, you know, with big dibber dobber, as they used to say in school, um, he just seems like he he would chuck someone else under the bus for his own personal gain. Who's he dobbing on? Probably someone on his own team, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, there's there's no limits as to as to who he dobs on. Um, yeah, he might he might dob on his dad. Um, who knows? Like he's that kind of bloke. Well, he, so he, what was it? Was Clippers and Rockets where he was uh, given the given the technical the yeah. T sign? Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah. Get rid of Doc. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's certainly well within the realms of possibility. Uh, within terms of the hotline, so here's where I kind of sit on this. Uh, I I don't mind the idea of the hotline. I think there needs to be a system in place where incidents can be reported. And I think a lot yep. of these players, if it wasn't anonymous, 
would not, I guess, be vocal about it. So, mm. I, uh, yeah, I do like the idea of that. In terms of, and you spoke a little bit about it before, Lee, uh, the idea of the rings and headbands mm. for tracking the virus, I'm not so much of a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the question mentions the hotline. So in terms of the hotline, I think it is appropriate. Is the hotline exclusive to the NBA players? Do we know that much? Uh, probably. Yeah. I I just don't think... I don't think... Any, like, with the exception of Austin Rivers, obviously, <laughs> I don't think it'll get used, to yeah. be honest. You don't? I don't think so. No. I don't think it's very necessary either. Players aren't going to... They're not going to be focusing on that, I don't think. Especially th- in the playoffs, or leading up to the playoffs, yeah. No. I, I'd be very surprised if someone picked up the phone and dialed Adam Silver on speed dial. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so Chris Paul, Chris Paul's snitch, Austin Rivers' snitch. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, D'Angelo Russell's not here or else we'd be in some trouble. We would be too. We mm. would be. But a uh, couple of good picks there, fellas. We'll move ahead. Next question comes from Luke Jackson, who can be found on Instagram as All Things Basketball Podcast. Ooh, no spaces. I like that. He asks, what do you think about the players that won't play in the league when it starts on July the 30th. Mm. And I guess I'll tie that in with another question we have. We'll double up here again. Uh, the question comes from Elsie Bibbs on Instagram as Elsie Bibbs. Asks, how do you feel about star players like Jason Tatum who are unwilling to go slash stay in the Disney bubble? So can I just ask that question from Luke? He's saying from the players that are invited who are choosing not to come. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. so this... Um, I'm more than happy to take this one first, if you like. Yeah, go ahead. So these are both very interesting questions, and it depends what the reasons behind not playing are, mm. whether it's COVID-related, whether it's uh, due to, I guess, black social justice. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things here that come into play, and for me personally, I think all the players should be playing. It is, it is a job, mm. like any job you are expected to play. And the fact, I think these players, so in terms of the black social justice, you know, whether you're in the riots, uh, you don't want to play because it's taking attention off the real issues at hand. Mm. I really think uh, that their voice, like the players' voices can be heard more on the court. Yeah. So I think there's a better platform for getting your message across playing as opposed to not playing. Mm. Um, It is a complex issue because... Mm. um, None of us are black here, no. and we haven't experienced what has been going on for the last couple of centuries. Yeah, yeah. But I, I truly think um, the players should be there. They should be playing. If they're injured, unable to play, they should be supporting their teammates and team. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone should be playing if, if available. Yeah. In terms of that, I think they'd be more inclined not to go. Um, because the NBA is for entertaining others, and I think in their mind, rightfully so, um, that there's more important things at hand um, yeah. with um, obviously what's going on in America with um, the racial movement. I don't know really how to explain it. It's a turning it, point in history, yeah, isn't it? it I mean, is. in the US, and I think we spoke or alluded to this last week. Hopefully it is... Um, as bad as things are at the minute in the US, hopefully it is a pivotal point in history and things do change for the better for these um, African-American people. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard for us to say, uh, like, at the end of the day, you're right, Nick, in terms of saying it, it is a job. And if, you know, you've signed a contract to play for a team, you'd probably want to fulfil that contract. Yeah. Um, in saying that, it's hard, it's hard for us to say... Um, whether them going along is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, especially considering like what's happening at the moment in America is far, far bigger than basketball. Um, it's affecting a lot of um, people's livelihood, I guess, and um, they feel like they might be able to have some sort of um, some sort of impact that doesn't actually relate to basketball in, you know, Making making the change, but can that? So I guess the question, like I'm relating it back to the point I made. But do you mm. think their voice could be heard more if they're given, you know, 
basketball as a platform. Well, this is the like, other side to it. It's got exposure to millions and millions of people. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, say, standing in a protest yep. with a megaphone mm. is, I guess, the weight of what they can do on the court more beneficial. Well, in my personal opinion, I think they should go along to Orlando and play basketball. They've signed a contract to play um, play out the rest of the season. Um, and, look, I think that um, pe- some people, if they chose not to come come along, we, we wouldn't begrudge them because at the end of the day, you know, as I was saying, it's a lot bigger than basketball, this, this yeah. issue right here. So um, it's a bit of a case of each to their own. And I don't want to be the one to say, yep, you definitely should come along or, you know, no, you should should stay at home. It's, it's it is to... a lot more complex than, I guess, what we're going into detail about. There is a lot more to it. In um, short, though, yeah. I agree with you in saying that if they're going to stay home, it shouldn't just be for the hell of it, but it should be a real heartfelt, um, there should be some meaning behind it. Do you agree with, I guess, what I said and I guess... Kind of to an extent, Rose backing me up. Do you feel as if um, their voice can be heard more on the court? Like their message could be driven home more? I do think that, but also social media these days just plays a massive part, especially yep. Twitter, um, in getting their voice across. So, yes, it would be more beneficial to get your voice across on the court, but um, they're not being silent if they're staying home. 100%. 100%. Well, their audience on the court is going to be, you know way bigger than it would be otherwise so that that's that's a good point in saying that um you know by going along to orlando they're, they're still going to be making a difference it just they'll coincidentally be playing basketball as well so yeah absolutely i'm sure like i know all three of us could probably talk about this for a couple of hours but we will we will move ahead we've still got a lot to uh, unpack here in this episode um so sportsscholar.basketball Go check him out, guys. Mm. Asks, is there a good chance that LeBron plays with or against Bronny in the NBA? Well, the thing with this, I don't think LeBron's vowed to this, but he's definitely said that he's not going to retire until they play in the league together. Am I correct in saying that? Something you've, along you've those heard lines. That. Yeah. We've, we've all heard that. So I'm not crossing it out of the book by any means, and I think it's a fair chance to say that they will play in the same league together. Okay, so how old is Bronny at the moment? 16, 17 maybe. Yeah. He's a year or two off entering the league if he was yep. good enough to make it. LeBron's playing for uh, I would say a minimum of another... Four. I think, he, I think it, yeah, I think it would be four to five years that LeBron would be playing at a minimum. He's yep. going to be... If Bronny makes the league, I think that's the big that's if. The, that's the big if, isn't it? Yeah. If he makes the league, he will be playing most likely against him. Um, but there's no doubt that if he makes the league, LeBron will still be still be kicking. Um, and but... LeBron's 35, keep in mind. The way he's been playing, though, he's leading the league in assists. There's clearly no signs or n- very minimum signs that he's slowing down. Mm. Uh, and it just feels like kind of... Most people have a bucket list of some sorts. Yeah. Um, and this certainly for him feels like a bucket list item. Yeah. And as I said, the way he's been playing, there's no, I guess, indications that he doesn't have another couple of good years left in him. It's definitely and, not slowing down, is he? But as you said, Ro, the big if is based on Bronny. Yeah. Um, whether he's got the talent, the potential. Gee, he could wake up tomorrow and decide I want to be a pro golfer. Yeah. Um, yep. So you just never know. But on LeBron's end, I think this is... A, a good chance. This is something that I've never actually thought of, but just say, you know, for whatever reason, Bronny gets drafted to, just say, Atlanta. Mm. Is there any chance in the world, particularly if LeBron was in oh. one of his last few seasons, that he would request a trade to whatever team that Bronny's playing for? So he could tick that off his list, list of playing with his son in, you know, the most, the highest league um, in the world. Or would say if hypothetically he was still in LA mm. would they offer just an, a well exaggerated package to get Bronny over mm. um. uh, could go either like either way I find it more likely say if he was still in LA that they would yeah. offer a bigger package as opposed to sending LeBron over to 
in this hypothetical situation, Atlanta. We and all know he pulls a lot of strings in that office, doesn't he, LeBron? So he there's does a good indeed. chance. And even so, I don't think it would happen. I yeah. think that the league's too complex to make these specific um, arrangement for these players, even if it's LeBron, um, arguably the greatest player that's ever played. I think it's just too hard to pull those strings. Well, at the end of the day, it's a business, isn't it? It's yeah. not revolved it. around LeBron as much as I love him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be... I'd love it, love to see him play with him. That would be imagine playing against so. against him. Just right. imagine Bronny taking, taking a charge. charge. <laughs> yeah. Would he dunk? He he'd dunk on him. He doesn't. He, no one's his friend when he steps on the court. LeBron. What about family? Nah, he's he's posterizing Bronny. Also, imagine I just, imagine that. Sorry, you just mean posterizing. Imagine seeing a, like. LeBron just absolutely put him on a poster. He would say, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out of it in the same (laughs) steps. Can I I, I just also wanted to say, I just want to mention the pressure that I believe would be on Bronny. Ever since he was a little kid, his name isn't actually Bronny, it's LeBron Jr. That's so much pressure to live up to those expectations. Rose said he could possibly just move one day and be a golfer but i don't think that's i think in the... i mentioned that yeah that was oh nice. you I, I just don't think that's in the books for him though like no. he's got too much pressure on him he does and as great as it is i think having that much pressure would certainly be a detriment mm-hmm. um but he certainly i guess evidenced by like some of the stories lebron puts on his instagram and things like that like Bronny is putting the work in mm. um I know he's gained interest from like a lot of colleges, Duke most notably. Yeah. Um, and do you think that's because of his gameplay or, or because he's yeah because of his name? Uh fifty-fifty. Yeah. I think from like what I've seen and heard, he's a decent player. I don't yeah. think he's a top caliber player. Yeah. yeah. But his name certainly like gets him into that upper echelon of I get in the top tiers of players. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it is certainly a possibility they will play together yeah yep. let's move ahead to the next question this we comes are. from uh, our friends on instagram the podcast that never was so does that exist or uh, it certainly does <laughs> okay podcast that never was firing on instagram check them out will the startup change how they go about future seasons now we've talked about this before haven't we we have um a lot to do whether it will clash with the NFL if they did keep it um, the same as it's always been. But if they do move it to December, which in my opinion I think is the better move, um, I think they'll benefit the league a hell of a lot more. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess, with you on that. Because I think the whole concept um, of starting in December is better. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the potential... So if all the sports started in December... If a few of them, like the NFL or whatever the case may be, put on a worse product, the NBA went above and beyond. They could lure in other fans from other sports. Mm. If they if they just did the best job, um, there is the potential to draw in a whole new a whole new base of fans. Um, in terms of so the question was like the startup. I'm kind of going to tie this in with the plane as well. So this idea of the plane tournament, I think, is here to stay. I was about to say, same. Because it includes more teams. It gives more teams something to fight for. It makes the season season more compelling for longer. Yeah. But it's a fine line because as much as you want to make more teams in it, make it more compelling for more fan bases, you don't want to get to the point, like there's 30 teams in the league. You don't want 25, 22 teams competing. No. Because it draws away from... You know, pushing for that eighth seat or to get into the top eight just makes it a lot more complex. You just want one straightforward um, destination. Yeah, but I I do think it is here. Like it, we'll know in another couple of months, but I think it will stay. That's the point that I was going to say as well. I think that the playing tournament. Um, I think I, I guess it will depend on how it goes this year. Um, yeah. but I think given the fact that there's eighty two games in the season. And if you miss out on the playoffs by four games um, or less, um, there's a good chance that, you know, maybe you did deserve to, to play playoffs that year. So I think it sort of gives those teams who have just missed out that second chance to go, yeah, you know what, like, we're going to turn it on here and, you know, give it a 
give it a crack to make the playoffs. So I think that's something that they will look at, um, you know, retaining going forward. And it's, say, I guess here in this situation, say the Warriors, they lost Steph early, Clay's been injured. If they were to bring, um, say, these players back with 20, 30 games left in the season, if they're in, you know, bottom of the bottom of the West, they've still got the potential to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Like if they're going for that ninth, tenth seed within four games of the eighth seed, um, they're, they're in it for longer. And I think that's huge. I think we'll look back in, um, you know, 20 years' time and be like, that there were some pretty, pretty major changes in the way that the league was run. Um, following the whole coronavirus yep. um, year. So, yeah, I do think there will be a few changes going forward. The only issue, I guess, is with the season starting in December, um, it hurts, I guess, the tradition of the league starting in October. Yeah. But uh, There's always you, that, but you need to evolve um, Evolve and adapt. Exactly. And well, that, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, what about the effects going forward directly relating to coronavirus like do you think there's going to be anything within the stadiums where they only they you know allow there's more like safety precautions in terms of people not spreading germs and stuff like yep. that there has yeah, to be certainly. Yeah. Uh, I think while there's any co- cases globally um, there will be you know extended protocol um, until it's completely eradicated there, uh, there is going to be social distancing there's going to be you know extra hand hand washing stations, all that type of thing mm. um, to make it as safe as possible. Yeah. And that's, I guess, just going to be the new norm until we finally can overcome just, this disease. Can I just say something? It's not very podcast related, but I think about this a lot. You know when you were in um, high school, primary school, ros- uh, college, yep. and you would read in history books the Black Plague, Ebola, yeah. all these um, viruses and diseases we're living in an era where that was a big one with the coronavirus. Mm. So true. And I think that's real fascinating. It is, it is. And it doesn't feel like it yet because we're still in it, but it is a monumental time in history. Mm. Yep. Um, I guess it shifted the world, really. The only thing that probably... I don't want to... Because it is a really horrible disease, but the only thing that won't put it in the realms of the Black Plague and things like that is, thankfully, with this particular strain... Um, it's not quite as fatal. No. There has been hundreds of thousands of deaths, which um, is horrible to say the least, but thankfully it hasn't been um, as ferocious as some of the other diseases throughout history that have run rampant. And that yeah. comes down to the medical yeah. um, equipment and everything we have in this modern era. But we will, coming back to what you said, Lee, we will certainly look back on this time with... Um, I don't know what perspective at the minute. Oh, but it was a it was a um, world changing perspective, and yeah. then when it relates to basketball, it it's we're going to look back and go, yep, it changed the game forever in a lot of ways. So yeah, yeah, huge time. And that question was from the podcast that never was. So check those guys out. Still yet to um, confirm whether they ever <laughs> no, were, they are, mate. They, they are. are real. Um, we'll move on to another friend of ours that over on Instagram since the sandbox mm, yep. um, they ask with the uncertainty around Kyrie Irving mm. do you think Kevin Durant is regretting partnering up with him in Brooklyn when the new season starts in December will the Nets have the same core bit of a two part of this yeah, one yeah two part of this one should we start with the Kyrie bit yep. yeah I think that Kevin Durant and probably a majority of, of basketball players in this league you can't be a person that um has regret on their mind a lot um, because else you're just hating yourself, you're dwelling on it. I don't think he regrets it. Um, He's talked about in in interviews that injuries happen, especially like it because he had that uh, pretty fatal injury. Um, It's just something that happens and you move forward, you just have to live with it. I don't think he regrets it. Yeah. The decision. At the minute, like for me, when I was looking at this question and thinking about how how to answer it, I said, so, like, it is a tough question, but for me, I don't think he would be regretting it at this stage, Durant. Yeah. yeah. Give a month into the season, his opinion may change. Mm. Um, I certainly don't think he is as positive as what he was coming into this season. Yeah. But, yeah, as I said, give it, give it a month or so, and I think his opinion has the potential to, to swing. Yeah. I think... Um 
Look, I think he'll be. I think he'll be. Um, he'll be fine going forward. Yep. The Nets and um, Kevin Durant's relationship with Kyrie will be fine. I think their relationship is pretty rock solid, um, even though they've only been teammates for a little while and are yet to take the court at the same time. That's it. They've got a relationship sort of outside of basketball. I don't think he has. Too, yeah, he wouldn't have too many regrets. I think when not this season, obviously, because neither of those guys will return. But I think next season they might wreak havoc a bit, um, and who knows what could happen. Well, with that, we come to the second part of the question: Do you think the core will stay the same? And so, where I went with this question is, um, well, with my answer, I, th- I think there's a potential that they might cash in on a few players, and in particular, Karis LeVert. Mm. Okay. Uh, before the season ended couple of months ago he had that real purple patch yeah. it was a double overtime game i believe i can't quite recall who it was against but he went off his face yeah yeah and i don't think there's probably a better time for them to cash in than now where yeah. his value is probably at its highest yeah so i think he's potential trade fodder yeah i think like, um yeah sorry you go sorry. no sorry i was just gonna say likewise i think joe harris yeah and potentially okay. a name that's been thrown around a lot spencer dinwiddie yeah um should a team come calling with the right package, I think he's definitely up for grabs because no doubt a lot of teams would want him. Yeah. Uh, whether yeah. it's you know a little spark plug off the bench or you know a second or tertiary ball handler. Mm. They've definitely got the pieces to be able to change their core lineup. Mm. Um, in saying that, will that actually happen? Oh, look, I think they will probably ride out the core that they've got at the moment. Um, to see how it goes next season, if they, I think they will realise fairly quickly if they were required to make changes going forward. And you know, you mentioned those names. And if they do realise that they have, they have to go. Well, yeah, like we're not going to win a championship with this core. Then they've got the pieces to to readily, you know, disperse. Disperse. Yeah, they just feel like they're one piece away, don't they? Well, yeah. am I the only one that thinks that core isn't that bad? Once they they haven't had KD and Kyrie all year, and what are they? They're seventh in the East, and I know the East isn't the as good as the West, but KD Kyrie haven't been there all year. Put those in the put those two in the mix, and you've got Spencer Dinwiddie, you've got Joe Harris, and you've got players like Karis Levert, but you've also got bloody touring Prince, who's Big, a vital big friend of the show, big friend actually. Of the Shout out, Princey. Yep. Jared Allen, who I'm forgetting yep. to talk about. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, which is he's lost a bit of what he once had, but it's always there. I don't think they're strength, terrible. You, what, what seed do you put them? Just a quick question. With KD and Kyrie, and, yep. um, I'd put them six to four. Or maybe okay, I'd... so that's not going to be good enough, is it, for Kyrie and KD? They're no. going to need another piece, I reckon. Ah, uh, I'm a bit Bill, on the edge. Bill's been linked or rumoured Bill's there. staying at Washington, but don't even try and test it. <laughs> don't test it. There you go. You heard it here first on the Daily Dribble podcast. Too loyal. He is indeed. Mm. Uh, with In saying that, we'll move ahead to our next question. So our next question comes from Karen Meta from the podcast Sports at the Table. Uh, make sure to go check him out. Quality stuff there. Uh, Karen asks, do you think other sports going on at the same time as the NBA will divert attention or can the NBA come out in front in terms of popularity? Now, with this question, we've somewhat answered it. Uh, great question, by the way. But I don't think initially it'll help. Um, but if the NBA can, like as I said before, I kind of answered this. I said if the NBA can become the best product out of these sports, mm. um, better, you know, I guess, quality content, a better overall product, they may be able to lure like a potential whole new fan base in mm, and yeah. like to, I guess take away from these other sports yeah um, well what are they competing with? they're not competing with bloody golf are they they're, no they're competing so with the NFL NFL MLB um, soccer from yeah. I guess the European League just now back and and then down here firing. we've got AFL I just want but, to put out there my favourite sport has always been the NBA so that will yeah. always top anything What what's your guys yeah, it's the NBA for sure, but... Not soccer, because you're a big soccer I, fan. I am a big soccer man. I am a big, big soccer man. But in terms of entertainment, um, like a soccer game, it can go 90 minutes and be nil all. Yeah. Um, a basketball game... 
just more entertaining. It certainly is. And I've never been much of a player. Like, I think I've played soccer, what am I, nearly 22? Like, 17 years I've, I've played soccer for. And I guess, this like, for the audience, this is actually the first year... Um, since I was about four or five that I haven't played. Yeah, it's a big, it's big step. Partly in due to the fact we're doing this podcast and I'm co- like that committed to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and is Rose favourite the NBA or is it not? Um, NBA and AFL. Yeah, at the same time. Straight equal. But I'll, I was just going to say quickly, going back to the question that I guess we can only speak from an Australian yeah. um, citizen's perspective, I guess. But we've got all got other sports that we love watching, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily divert our attention away from the NBA. No. I mean, as I was saying, like I love the AFL. Um, for the American listeners and foreign listeners, it might look it up on YouTube. Hey, it's yeah. it's um an incredible sport, but at the same time, it's not like I'm going to watch the AFL exclusively and not focus on the NBA. There's mm-hmm. time. I think if you're a true sports fan, you make time to watch. Yeah as much as possible so that's what I'll be doing and the only yeah you go I know I was going to say the only thing I hate about the NBA right. is the fact that it's on while we're all at work it's like, not sorry, me baby not <laughs> me I get home and I'm loading Straight up on, yeah. but for those in the US you know it comes on at night sweet as you can tune in uh, for, Should, Ro- for Rowan myself, yeah. not you, Lee, because you're me. living the dream, man. Right now. Um, for Rowan myself, you know, it's, it's on while we're at work, and it, it is hard, um, especially, like, when the when ball is on to keep up to... Like, if yeah. there's 12 games in a day, to keep up with everything that's going mm-hmm. on, get all the details, get all the news, uh, and be able to put it onto a podcast, so... Yeah, that's the only thing I dislike that we uh, we like. I would love, to, I would give anything to be able to sit down, yeah, watch uh, a whole game, watch a whole game, watch a game after that, and yeah. just take it all in. Just just for the new listeners, you said your age, you're twenty two, aren't you? I am twenty two. Oh no, I'm twenty one. Twenty two next month. Twenty two next month. I'm I'm Liam, and I'm nineteen. Just turned nineteen. Now, row. What are we doing an age? I, I just want I just want our viewers to just to get to know us a bit more, you know. Well, I'm I'm 25, but I'm he's the old I'm 13 older. at heart. <laughs> well, maybe I know I've had a couple of people message me about this. Maybe one day we'll do a uh, get to know some, me, or yeah, something. get to know you video, give a little bit of background onto who we are. We could really do a podcast on it. We could even do two podcasts in one week. One get to know me and one basketball one. I'm not opposed to that. Maybe we'll do that. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll do that in the next couple of weeks seeing as we've still got another month and a bit till balls on. We, mm. Yeah. So somehow miraculously we've we've um, changed this whole <laughs> segment from will the NBA be popular when it comes back to <laughs> making it us. all about us. So that's pretty standard. Yep. But yeah, no, I think the NBA has the potential to come out on top in this one. Yeah. Um, thank you for that question, Karen. Uh, as I said, can be found at Sports at the Table. Yep. Um, go give them a follow and check them out. You can yes, find uh, them at the table. <laughs> Indeed. Good, bro. Thanks. Next question comes from uh, In the Big Apples. Sports yeah. in the Big Apples. Sports in the Big Apples. Uh, on Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah. Another quality page, another friend of the show. Yes, sir. Uh, asked, which team is your dark horse for this year's playoff? Now, this was probably my favourite question. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I love talking about dark horses and who's the... who's the um, sm- what What's the expression? Small dog? Little dog? Or Underdog. Underdog. That'd be oh, the one. The small dog. <laughs> the small dog. Everyone loves a small dog. I <laughs> <laughs> little shit too Maltese I have, and I love her more than life yeah, itself. True. Should, should I, I go? The, uh, get to know us episode. <laughs> should I go first? Yeah, mate. So, in the West, I don't know if this is the same for you, but sitting at seventh um, right now is the Dallas Mavericks, mm. and I think they're... They're my dark horse, at least. Yeah. Um, but for them to really make a push, especially into the finals, Luca would have to absolutely go off, probably to the standard that he's been going all season. He'd need a triple-double 30-plus points. And Pawsey wouldn't need... He'd, he'd obviously have to go off, but he'd just need to be continually consistent. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, I know a majority of the season either Pawsey or Luca has been injured and that hasn't benefited them all at all. Um, in saying that, they're 40, 40 wins, 27 losses, so they haven't been, um, they haven't gone too bad in you, spite of that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think Doncic and Porzingis certainly, like, Dallas were running, uh, like, statistically the best offense in history this year for yeah. a point there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's a great call from you. As you said, Doncic would have to be um, at an MVP caliber. Which I think he has the capability of doing, especially in the doubt. playoffs. Without a doubt, and Porzingis would have to carry a hefty load. Consistency, that's the, that's the, key. That's the key for Porzingis. Uh, I've gone a different route with this this question though. East so or west? I've gone east. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is a team, the fourth ever episode uh, of the Daily Dribble po- podcast. I did, I think it was a couple of episodes before you guys came on. Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, <laughs> flying solo. I did an episode about the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, go, go check it out if you want to hear some horribly put together podcast uh, efforts. iPhone quality it was. iPhone I think. quality, I think it was with a pair of beats on, but nevertheless, I, g- <laughs> sure. I gave a podcast about how impressed and surprised I was by the heat. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm sticking with that. I think yep. like Miami are my dark horse. Uh, I think they're incredibly talented across the board. They've got a great mix of youth and experience with uh, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. Then you've got Jimmy Butler. And yeah. I think the acquisition of Andre Iguodala is just like that kind of little, it tips the scales in their favour in terms of, you know, he's been there, he's experienced, you know, the top of the mountaintop. Yep. And I think he's uh, gives them a huge amount of experience. And I just, I think they're going in without pressure on them. Mm. In the East, it's like the Bucks. It's, it's the Bucks have the pressure on them. Toronto are the reigning champions. But Miami have flown under the radar. And yep. I'm looking right now. The last game they played against the Bucks, they won 89 to 105, which yep. tells you something. And um, their their starting lineup is obviously very strong, but so is their bench. Yeah, they've they've mm. got Jay Crowder coming off the bench, Goran uh, Dragic, and Iguodala yeah. yep. from recent events. So Tyler Harrow, jeez, it goes on. It does. Um, so Dark Horse. I think they're the dark horse in the East. I don't think they have the potential to, say, beat any of the LA teams in the finals. Yeah. Mm. But I think they could be a surprise pick to uh, make the finals in the East. Mm. Uh, my, I, I actually went for an East and a West team um, in well, the it's East. doubled up. It's <laughs> working double time. <laughs> in the East, I was, I was exactly along your lines, Nick. I, I think Miami um, almost criminally underrated at the moment. I think they, they've got... A solid core, great young players coming up. And now with the addition of Iguodala, as you said, that's going to be vital going into playoffs. In the West, I think with the exception of the two LA teams, any of those other teams, maybe apart from Memphis at the moment, but any of those other teams are underdogs in my book. I've got here, I'm a big fan of Denver. I know they're sitting third in the West. And people might be saying, oh, you know, third in the West, that's that's not underdog status. I think when you're coming up against the, those two LA teams, you, you are classified as the underdog, and they're sort of like a smaller market as well. Um, and as Lee was saying, the Mavs, the Rockets have got the quality in terms of um, their superstar players are among the top... Top you know, ten, talent. Yeah, mm. top 10 players in the league at the moment. Um, whether that will be enough to take over, you know, the LA teams and the other teams above them is yet to be seen. But um, they are defying the norms, though, with this new small ball lineup. Hundred percent. Which I think you don't know if it will benefit them or or not benefit them in the in the playoffs. Yeah, for mm. sure. Um, so I guess in a quick recap of that, so I have Miami, Lee, yourself, you have Dallas, you're leaning I'd, towards? I Dallas. And Roy, you've kind of got a bit of a mixture. Well, in the East, I have Miami. In the West, I honestly think Denver are a good shot to go all the way. Um, With but Skinny Yoka. Skinny Yoka, Doe Yoka, one or the other. He's. I think they're going to do well. Beautiful. Excellent, fellas. We'll move ahead to the next question. So this one comes from our mates at Full Talk Court. Um, on Instagram, they ask, who is your favourite duo in the NBA right now? So we'll rip through this one pretty quickly. Oh, I wonder who you'll be going with. <laughs> As a Lakers fan, it's LeBron and AD without a doubt. Yeah. But I thought I'd better give one that's not Lakers, like mm. team ba- uh, biased based. 
So I've gone James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Just because of the fact that they are such a dynamic and exciting duo. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of the athleticism they both possess and the fact they're able to take over. Each of them individually can take over a game when they want to. Yeah. Good one. Um, most NBA fans would, like you said, um, say LeBron and uh, AD. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson. That's Ooh. a that's a hot big take. one. But I just love watching them play together. Their chemistry, they put a lot of alley oops up. I love their their on court um, play together. Yeah, so that's mine. I like it. That's a good one. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of the same opinion. Like um, LeBron and AD is almost like the default answer for a lot of NBA fans. Um, but I've gone with a few different ones. Um, Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Going the forward, the young guns. They're gonna be. They're gonna be probably one of the most popular duos in the league and I love the way they go about it. They don't show any fear. Um, Jamarant particularly, is, you know, he, he just stands out to me as going to be an absolute superstar of the league in the next probably two to three years, I reckon. Um, and then from a Boston perspective, I couldn't... Well, this, this one's hard because I could have gone um, Tatum and um, Jalen Brown or Tatum and Kemba. I've ended up going Kemba Walker and... Jason Tatum, I think they're the two most influential players on that Boston roster, and I just love the way they're so selfless. And um, yeah, as a Boston fan, they're Exciting. they're great to have on your team, without a doubt. Mm. Uh, we won't dwell on that one too long, but thank you again, full court, uh, blah, full talk court on go. Instagram. Yeah. Go check them out, guys. Uh, our next question, final question from our. Instagram listeners, uh, Instagram questions, should I say, uh, comes from Off The Record. Here we go. They ask, with the recent criticism of Kyrie Irving, in particular from Kendrick Perkins, what do you think Kyrie's motive really is? Now, this is a... uh, Yeah, for me, Kyrie's a very complex individual and potentially the most complex individual in the league. Yeah. Um... To me, I think his motives are he like he he really wants to be a leader. Yeah. Like that's his kind of driving force to lead a team, to lead a movement. Yeah. But for me, I don't think he's a born leader. Mm. Uh, I think he really plays the role well of a number two, yeah. as seen behind LeBron in Cleveland. Um, like when the when the pressure's on, um, when the lights are shining bright, he kind of needs someone to uh, take. Take the brunt of the force, I guess. Yep. Um, so, I think. So, what's his motive? So, I think his motives are to be a leader, to be a yeah. real driving okay. force behind not only on court success but off court yeah. um, movements as well. Mm. But for me, I don't think he's he's the guy. And I agree with that in saying he wants to be a leader. And if it's not that, it's something deeper or something deep nonetheless. But with Kyrie Irving, he loves to stir the pot. He loves to just mm. chuck stuff, anything out there. And I think he's doing that right now. My thoughts on it were that <sighs> Kyrie Irving loves a headline. He loves, yeah. he, as Lee said, he loves stirring the pot and, bah, the pot, and he loves <laughs> um, getting his name amongst the, amongst the um, media outlets. So I think there's a, there's a fairly good chance that he chucks some of the stuff he does out there, um, you know, to get his name in lights. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Probably, I don't feel too great about that, to be honest. I don't think any one person will truly ever quite understand Kyrie, but um, yeah, that's that's our understanding. That's no our one, understanding. like you said, no one will ever know his true motive except for himself. Um, but that's our that's our light we're shedding Quick on the situation. On mm. I have one last question, and this one comes from myself. From yourself. Um, right. Before we wrap up our mailbag. So here's the question, as a po- as posed by none other than your what's your dashing truly. dashing host Diesel De- Diesel Diesel Nick Zamet. Here we go. So if you had one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Uh, uh, what, do you have one, Nick? I do. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the ability to shape shift. I reckon being able to turn into like a bird to fly would be pretty sick mm. but then being able to be a fish go underwater check out what's going on down below would be awesome as well yep. 
Um, just being able to kind of turn yourself into anything and everything. Yeah. Like you can kind of encompass everything with that. Good one. Would be uh, would be pretty cool. Superpowers. The thing with that is just endless possibilities. It I've, is. I've always had like mind reading on my mind, but that could be very like depressing. Run with that, man. I'd, I'd probably still go with that. Done. Yeah, mind reading. Love it. You know, I'd go with um, something like transporta- transportation. Yeah. So, um... So what, turn yourself into a bus? <laughs> no. I don't know. What is, no. that the, is that the word I want to go Transporting with? Transporting to another place. Yeah, to, to any place at, at, at an instant. Yeah. Like click of the finger, so... Oh, like teleporting. Yeah. Yeah, I used the wrong word. Transporting. You caught me out there. Yeah, I'm I with you. Know what we're I'm with I you. thought he meant the same thing. No, I'm with you, you, you thought man. getting on the metro bus system <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. For, you for know any of I mean. our US listeners, the Metro bus service <laughs> is as unreliable as they come. Not hey, great. Metro. So, <laughs> Not great. Um, but Sponsor yeah. us nonetheless. Teleporting. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. One. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a quick one to end us off there, guys. Just quickly before we wrap it up. What are we? 59. Yeah, an hour. An hour into the piece. Um, just again, we want to reiterate how... Um, appreciative we are of everyone who sent in questions yeah. uh, we certainly enjoy doing this we look forward to doing it again in the coming uh, month or two yeah um so continue to get those questions into us guys and i guess stay up to date with our socials instagram facebook youtube tiktok and now on twitter it's a lot um, you can find us at the daily dribble or the daily dribble 23 for all of those um, and continue to drop in those five star rates and reviews, they really help. And I might just mention quickly that we, you don't need to wait until a mailbag episode to send in your questions. We're more than happy to read out questions as we receive them. So um, feel free to send them in as you, you know, And uh, continue to hit that subscribe button, guys. Uh, make sure to get the latest episodes when they drop straight away so you don't miss a thing. Um, yeah. Stuff, fellas. Well done today. With, uh, the sack feels a lot longer. <laughs> it does indeed. It does indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they'll end this. This is, up. this is Liam signing out. Liam, okay. See you, Liam. This is Rose. See ya. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We look forward to hitting you up next week. Take it easy. Look after one another. And we'll talk to you then. Love you. Bye. Shout out to Daily Chip. That was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. Tell us all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, 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 tie.